You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Howdy do, buckaroos, and welcome to Comics with My Kids podcast, the official podcast for the comicscornerbox.blogspot.com. I'm your host, Matt D., and with me today is... Logan D. Welcome, listeners, to our third installment of our summer reading promotion. We're reviewing Wings of Fire, book two graphic novel, The Lost Air, written by Tui T. Sutherland and art by Mike Holmes. This, of course, is Logan's favorite book series in the fantasy genre. We're covering the graphic novel today, but in a future episode, we'll actually be covering the same book, but as the novel. So it's a rather novel approach to be uh, doing these two books. That's right, Dad. We are talking about my favorite book series, but in graphic novel form. All right. So, Logan, well, this is the second book in the series. Can you give our listeners a little bit of a recap of the first book before we dive into the second? So the first book, it starts off, there's four dragons, and they have to f- they have to fulfill this big prophecy, and they are trapped under a mountain. And so they've lived there for quite a few years, and they want to get out. So they um, escape, and it takes them a while to escape. But once they finally do, then uh, they run into the Queen Scarlet and get captured by her. Okay. Well, let's give a little bit of a breakdown of each of the dragons. So there's there's a sand wing, a mud wing, a water is it water wing? Sea wing. Sea wing, okay. Um and then isn't there like some kind of like night wing or something like that? Yeah. You got to say yeah into the microphone. Yes, it's sand wing, night wing, sea wing, and mud wing. Okay. There's also some other types that aren't part of the prophecy. Oh, there what there's also a rain wing. But there was supposed to be a Skywing. Oh, okay. But so the, each, but each one represents some kind of different element, right? So, like the Mudwing represents Earth, the Sea Wing represents water, the Sky Skywing, which isn't there, it represents air. The um, rain Wing represents forest. The sand Wing ooh, represents. I thought the Rain Wing represented water. No, oh, that's the Sea Wing. That's right. Rain Rain Wing represented rainforest. I see. Okay. No. And right. the sand wings represent deserts. Gotcha. So it's kind of also the not only the elements, but like the environments and stuff. Cool. All right, so how does... There's oh, another ahead. one called ice wings. Oh, ice wings. So that's probably like the Arctic area, huh? Yeah. Cool. So what's, uh, So how does the second book start off? Oh, I almost, I almost blew away the 14th book. <laughs> All right, well, let's focus on the graphic novel. So the graphic novel... It's the second book in the series, which which kind of focuses on, is it the Sea Wing? Yes. The okay. first book, uh, in the first book, they broke out of the um, Queen Scarlet's Palace. And then their next thing to do is go look for um, Tsunami, the Sea Wing's mother. Okay. Now, Clay, the Mudwing, had already found his parents and found out that he was sold for two cows. Right, because the first book focused, he was like the central character. Now the second book, the 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 character Tsunami is the main focus, and we're going to learn a little more about her and her family. So why don't you go ahead and tell us a little more about, you know, this character Tsunami. 
So what she does is, since she's a sea wing, she can breathe underwater. So her first instinct is to go to the water, and uh, she goes underwater and meets another sea wing. And it turns out that the scales on their wings and body can light up, and it takes a language called aquatic. Oh, cool. So it's like bioluminescence? Yeah. Nice. So what is, what is this whole, you know, scales color changing thing? How does that, how is that a, a, a form of language? I mean, do they change colors so, by, by her thoughts or is it more along the lines of, you know, just some kind of magical thing? How does it, how does this work in the book? They control it because it's part of them. And, uh, what they do is they can like, if they flash the ones on their noses, like if they flash the one second closest to their nose, it means how. Oh, okay. As if she can do things like ask questions. Okay, so it's like while they're underwater, instead of like being able to talk and speak through the water, because as we know, sound doesn't really travel real well through water. So instead of having to go all the way out, because they have two palaces. They have one palace that is hidden. You have to go through water to get there. There's many air stops on the way. And then um, then you're in air. The other one, it's completely underwater. Okay. Well, then... So where does you said tsunami is going? Has this instinct to go underwater, and she wants to travel to see her parents. What palace are they going to then? They are going to the summer palace. Okay, and what's the summer palace? Is that above ground or is it underwater? Yeah. Well, it's technically above ground, but it's inside of a mountain as well. Oh, okay. Well, how do they get there then? So what they do is that the one that she met, his name is Riptide, and um, is he another sea wing? Yeah. Okay. She blind. He blindfolds some of her friends and um, takes them to the palace. Okay. And so Tsunami and Clay are fine because mud wings can hold their breath for an hour and sea wings can breathe underwater. But it's a little harder for the other ones because they have to come up in every air pocket there is. I see. Otherwise they're drowned. All right. So the, the story progresses. They... They get to this this summer palace. What happens after that? How do they how do they interact with these other characters? So they find out that um, she's the daughter of a queen. Okay, tsunami is the daughter of a queen. Well, how is it that this daughter of a queen winds up growing up in this mountain with these other um, these other prophecy dragons? How does that how does that even happen? So there's a bunch of different dragons. And they stole eggs based off of the prophecy. Okay. Uh, the prophecy was, uh, for the wings of sky, find the biggest way, find the biggest eggs on mountain high, and they had to come on this certain day. So they had to get the biggest skywing egg, but the uh, evil queen smashed them all. Oh, okay. And um. Well, she smashed them all. How did this this sea wing egg survive then? No, they smashed all the sky wings. Oh, okay. Then um. Shades of deepest blue, you shall find your wings of sea. It's something like that, but except it rhymed. Okay. Well, now let's let's just mention here though. But at the beginning of the of the novel, specifically the graphic novel, they have the prophecy written right, so you can you can kind of tell what this prophecy is right off the bat, along with a really cool map because every good fantasy series has a map in it. So the book starts off; it has it has the prophecy in it. In both the graphic novel and the and the classic novel, as well as a really cool map. But can you tell me from the prophecy what it what it entails with the sea wing? All right. Uh, the prophecy goes: 
When the war has lasted twenty years, the dragonettes will come. When the land is soaked in blood and tears, the dragonettes will come. Find the sea-wing egg of deepest blue. Wings of night shall come to you. The largest egg in mountain high will give to you the wings of sky. For wings of earth surge through the mud, for an egg the color of dragon blood. And hidden alone from the rival queens, the sand-wing egg awaits unseen. Of three queens who blister, blaze, and burn, two shall die and one shall learn. If she bows to a fate that is stronger and higher, she'll have the power of wings of fire. Five eggs to hatch on the brightest night, five dragons born to end the fight. Darkness will rise to bring the light. The dragonettes are coming. Okay, so then that prophecy basically tells you what the whole story is going to be in, in the entire 14 book series. Or is it broken no. up into three books or anything? So this the first five books are the Dragonette prophecy. Okay, so then, then that whole prophecy you just read, it kinda of tells the whole story that leads into this. And then this graphic novel represents the second story as well as some really cool artwork that kinda of helps tell the story as well. And one thing I want to mention, when you open the book and you see the map, if you flip two pages, then you'll have this like biography about them. Like, for example, it shows a picture of the Mudwings, and then it says Mudwings. Description. Thick. Armored brown scales, sometimes with amber and gold underscales. Large flat heads with nostrils on top of the snout. Abilities. Can breathe fire, if warm enough. Holds their breath for up to an hour. They can blend into large mud petal puddles and usually very strong. Their queen is Queen Morhoon, and the alliances they are currently alliance with Burn and Skywing in the Great War. Okay. Now, does it give just a, does it break down all five of those um, type of dragons, or is it just specific ones? Uh, so it just says mother wings, and then it has sand wings, sky wings, sea wings, rain wings, ice wings, and night wings. Night wings are, are all the, those though part of the prophecy? No, these are. This is just the normal dragon type. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Like the Nightwings. This Nightwings is my favorite one. Right. But is that in the graphic novel or is that in the novel? Both. Oh, so they do have a breakdown like that in the graphic novel? I'm pretty sure. Okay. All right, buddy. Well, let's go back to the story then. So here they are. They're at the Summer Palace, and some of them have been blindfolded. So then what happens? How do how do we get further into the story? So um, her... Tsunamias and all her friends, they get locked up in a room, and that's where they're supposed to stay and get good taken care of, but someone doesn't take good care of them. And uh, Tsunami lives with the king, queen for a while and finds out that um, all her sisters are dying because some assassin is destroying them. Gotcha. And so this assassin, I'm assuming, is probably from the fire dragons or the... The, the three one of the three sisters that uh, is trying to stop the prophecy. Well, here's the trick. Not only did it it started during the war, but um, it's in the deep palace. What's the deep palace? The palace that is miles beneath water. Okay, but how does that and what does that have to do? Flooded. What does that have to do with the uh, the sisters of tsunami dying? So somebody may. It had to be a sea wing, because no mud wing could be down there for an hour and get back up in time. Oh, I see. So it's, only it had to be a sea wing. So that was okay. So they're 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 in the deep palace. They're not in the summer. 
The sisters yeah. are in the deep palace, but not the summer palace, and that's where they're dying. Yeah, but and, they're and they're still in their eggs. I see. Okay, the eggs are getting smashed. Gotcha. So then the rest of the book is the story of them trying to solve the the murders and tsunami to learn more about her family. Yes. Okay. Well, is there anything else that you can tell us about the story without giving away the ending? Um. Well, she also tries to learn aquatic from a terrible teacher named Whirlpool. And she finds out she has a sister that survived, and she's what's called an animus. What's an animus? So they're being, they're just like normal dragons, but instead they have magical powers. Oh, okay. So they can enchant things by thought or saying it. Like, for example, she she was holding a spear. I enchant the spear to kill whoever just stabbed me in the back. I get it. Okay. So they're kind of like, they're kind of like mages or um, magicians then. But there's one problem. What's the problem? If you, you if an animus uses their magic too much, uh, they go insane. I see. So it's a way to control the amount of power that a particular dragon has. For example, one of the sea wings, he built the summer palace using his animus magic. And then he kept doing more spells, and it drove him insane. He slaughtered his entire family until to be killed by another animus. Oh, wow. Now, is that in this book? Is that part of the graphic novel? Uh, no, that's uh, before the novel. Oh, okay. So it's like a... This is like hundreds of years before the novel. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, now, this the artwork in this book... I mean, I know that you love this book series. This is probably one of your favorite ones. I'm guessing that, that this graphic novel is probably a buy for you. But we'll get to that later. Um, what did you think of the artwork of this graphic novel and how it helped tell the story? I liked the artwork. I thought it was really cool. Like, all the details. And I could really, like, some dragon. I thought all sea wings were blue. But when I read the graphic novel, I fig- found out that some were green. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that does kind of work because, I mean, you think of the... the you think of water, you kind of think of blue water, but then there's also like, you know, algae on the water. You get that green scummy looking thing. Um, are you okay, buddy? I, I noticed a lot of heavy breathing coming off of you. I'm always heavy breathing. Yeah. Well, I hear a lot of, uh, a little extra more. Uh, mm, mm. So, but yes, I know what you're talking about. Cause I mean, I think it's kind of neat that they would, they would use the colors of like green and maybe like sea foam green and maybe some turquoise. Was that in the book as well? Yeah. Nice. So how well did the did the um the art translate with the aquatic language? How did the characters look? Uh they looked just like normal sea wings. And um what was cool is that like the areas that were lighting up it was more of a like a light blue there. Cuz like normally it's like a darker transparent blue okay on their skin. Uh but when they flash it it looks like it lights up. Oh cool. So they kind of did the same thing with the art style. They kind of gave it a little bit of a a, a lighter color so kind of like helped pop that aquatic look so that you know which one they're flashing nice that's really cool all right well i'm gonna i assume that this is considered a buy so we're gonna go ahead and go right into our rating system of buy borrow or forget about it so logan what is your rating for book two of the bye. dragon net prophecies bye bye oh see ya goodbye mm-hmm. So it's a buy, huh? All right. Yeah, because I, I have to say I do agree with you that it's a really fun series. I mean, the central characters are dragons. You know, they, they're very human-like. They have characteristics to them. 
their fo- the main focus of the story is definitely um, the dragons themselves. It's a buy. So why don't you tell me why you think it's a buy? Uh, uh, spoiler alert. Uh, so if this is going to take like a few books in after this, like a lot of books later. But um, so they notice on that like, so the humans they don't call humans; they call them scavengers. Okay. And they notice like they scavengers act more like dragons, like they actually have minds, like they're smarter than camels. Okay. What does it have to do with this spoiler thing? Because they don't mention scavengers for a while. Oh, I see. You're you're making the comparison oh, of no. dragons to the humans. Yes. I see. Okay. And they so. have humans, and even the dragons have noticed it. Okay. Some of them are like, we are like these scavengers. Well, let me let me circle back to the question of why do you think that this is a good buy? Um, I just like the way they tell the story of how it's like, is the dragon? Like, I've liked books like this, and that's what got me my friends to buy me what's called Dragon's Blood. Um, but what I don't like is the main character is about a human. Okay. Well... But again, what makes this book, is it just the way, because you like it so much? Or do you find yourself reading the Dragonette Prophecy and the Wings of Fire book series over and over again? I found myself free. I've read um, 14 of the 15 books all over a second time. Gotcha. And then the graphic novel really helps tell the story as well? Yeah. Okay. Still prefer the novel. Comparing, let's, let's look back here for a couple minutes. So you remember that series, Scales and Scoundrels? It was, you know, the yeah. main character was definitely, um, it was definitely dragon-centric. Um, the art style that you see in Scales and Scoundrel versus the art style you see from Mike Holmes in The Dragonette Prophecy. Do you see any comparisons or any contrasting? Do you notice anything different than the, in the, within the two? Or is there any styles that you want to kind of speak more about with this book versus Scales and Scoundrels? Oh shoot! I can't. I can't remember the scales and scoundrels one real well. I can't remember the art real real. real. I, I don't know. Okay. Um, well, then let me let me ask you this. And so the art style in in um, Wings of Fire does it seem more like um, your standard comic book style, where it's like kind of like the superheroy, or is it more like? cartoony style like would say Teen Titans Go. I'd call it like Hilo. Oh, okay. So that that kind of a little cartoony but not too too crazy cartoony? Yeah. Okay. Like that in the middle. Okay. Like when you're cooking an egg you don't want to have it on medium you don't want to have it on low so you just put it on medium low. Gotcha. Alright. In my opinion, buddy I think this is a good book series. I like it. Not as much as you do. Um, I would definitely put it in the borrow category because I'm I'm probably not going to read it as much. But this is actually comics for, comics with my kids, not necessarily dad's comics. So I would say that uh, you know if you're if you're not really up for buying the book series, I would say it's it's a definite borrow. At least get a sample of it, get a sample of it before you decide to to buy it. But in your testament, Logan, you definitely have read it over and over again, and you would say it's a it's a buy. So now here's the real question: Have you read the novels? No, because have, have you read one? Eight thousand billion other things that I've been reading. Well, then I guess you're going to have eight billion or fourteen. 
Gotcha. All right. Well, I think we can wrap this up as our third book in the um, summer reading promotion. Uh, any last things you want to say about the uh, the Wings of Fire book two? My favorite. Okay. Is it your favorite of the Wings of Fire series? Uh, no. Okay. But it's definitely up there, though. Definitely. All right. Well, cool. it's, I like them all the same. They're all That's awesome. Right. All right. Well, folks, thanks for listening to this episode of Comics My Kids podcast. Check out more episodes at thecomicscornerbox.blogspot.com. Leave us a rating or review at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Podchaser. Follow us on Twitter for all of your episode posts and news at Comics with Kids. Hold on, I totally said that wrong. Follow us on Twitter for all of our episode posts and news at Comics with Kids. Also, check out our Facebook page, Comics With My Kids. And finally, you can email our show at comicswithmykidspodcast at gmail.com. And we'll put your name in a drawing for free comics. That's right. We're bribing you guys to email us at the show because we want to hear you from you. We want to know if anyone out there is actually listening to us. So we will give you some free comics if you just, just send us an email. Just say, hey, Matt and Logan, I really like your show. Send me some comics. Here's my address. Something like that. Anything. We just need an address. Well, yeah. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of Summer Reading Promotion. Also, check out our website and to the full list of this summer's books and read along with us and send in your opinion. That's right. You can click our voicemail message link on our website post or send, send us an audio clip and we'll play it right here on the show. Thank you very much for listening and have a good night. Or morning or day. Or afternoon. Or noon after. Noon after? <laughs> it's the Batshubog time. It's midnight. Okay, now it's you're getting the opposite of after it's the opposite of afternoon. It's now noon you're getting after. now you're getting a little timey wimey wibbly wobbly. Jiggly bobbly. Good night. Or morning, or day, or here we go again.